0: This is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO, 91.7 FM, The Word. And today, I welcome Mike Napa to Author's Corner. He has written the book, Matthew, Questions and Answers for the Curious Soul which is published by Rose Publishing, and he'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Let me tell you a little bit about Mike. He is a best-selling and award-winning Arab-American author known for his coffee shop theology and thoughtful Christian books. With millions of his books sold worldwide, Mike has also written for Beliefnet.com, Christianity.com, Crosswalk.com, and even VeggieTales Super Comics. Mike holds a master's degree in Bible and theology from Calvin Theological Seminary and a bachelor's in Christian education from Biola University. And he's also a very fun guy to talk with. So Mike, thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you, Roberta. You make me sound so good. Holy cow, how am I gonna get my head through the door now,
0: right? There we go. You know I just did an interview and it's talk about affirmations. Affirmations are good.
1: Uh. <laughs> Thank you for affirming me, Roberta.
0: (laughs) Well, this is such a cool book. It's the book of Matthew. It's only the book of Matthew, but it's already 200 or nearly 300 pages long. But every verse of the book of Matthew is covered in here, but you cover it by sections. And so, but before we get to the details of that, why did you write it?
1: Oh, so I was... um I was uh, sitting, there was a point in my life when I accidentally got into a small group Bible study with a a bunch of young adults. They were all like 25 years younger than me. Mm. And um, I remember I went to the first uh, group meeting and I was like, oh, I'm in the wrong group. Sorry. You know, and I was planning not to go back. But these kids were so like generous and kind and, and loving toward me that I couldn't help but keep going back to this group. What happened was I'm sitting in this group one day and we're talking about something, uh, I think about the Apostle Paul. And I said, yeah, well, you know, Paul was a tent maker, so that's how he earned his living while he was uh, preaching uh, about Jesus. And they just looked at me with these stunned faces, and one of the guys says, how did you even know that? Uh, I'm like, what are you talking about? That's just common knowledge, isn't it? And they're <laughs> like, no, we, I mean, we have so many questions, we don't even know what we're doing. And I thought, mm. wow, um, these kids are like involved in church and leading a Bible study and and they um, they just really desire to know God, but they have so many questions that nobody's answering for them. Mm-hmm. Because all the answers to things, even something simple like Paul was a tent maker, that's kind of held up in, in secret in seminaries and pastoral studies, and it's supposed to be this great wisdom dispense. And I thought, wow, somebody should do something about that. Somebody should, <laughs> um, you know, make all this, all this material that we have, we have this wealth of information about the Bible, Somebody should just make that available in ways that are just so easy, you could talk about them while you're sitting in a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and finally one day I thought, well, you know, maybe I should do something mm-hmm. about that. So I, um, I contacted a bunch of people on Facebook, and I said, hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to read one chapter out of the book of Matthew, and I want you just to send me any questions that come to mind mm-hmm. uh, as you are reading. And so people started sending me all these questions, and I, I put them all together. Uh, and I and that's that's when I created um, Bible Smart uh, Bible Smart series in the first book Matthew, uh, so that we could go passage by passage through the book of Matthew and just answer questions that people have, just like we're sitting in a coffee shop talking about it instead of making it a big sermon or some theological or anything like that so that's kind of how how we got started with this
0: well it's very intriguing and inspiring to go through this passage by passage and and have those answers uh it says here you have about 200 questions that people sent to you um how did you did you whittle them down or did you answer every single one of those questions in the book
1: yeah, no. There were more than there were more questions than I could answer. So what okay. I did was I tried to pick the best questions, the most interesting ones, the ones that um, honestly, the ones that made me curious myself, made me think myself. And so, uh, and I added a few of my own questions because I happen to—that's uh, kind of my style when I read scripture. I used to, um, when I was a younger man, I used to just think of scripture as territory to conquer. I would read the entire Bible in a year. Or I'd read certain number of proverbs in a day, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever it was to get through. Uh, what I was doing, and finally one day, probably twenty, twenty years ago, twenty-five years ago, I said, "I'm just going to read. I'm going to read a passage of scripture until God's done speaking to me about it." Mm-hmm. And so I'd start reading the same passage of scripture every day for five, six days or a week. Once I I got stuck in um, the story of the woman at the well, I got stuck in that for eight months, and um, I actually ended up writing a book about it. But that's a whole that's a whole different story. But I. Um, when I'm writing, when I'm doing that myself, then what I do is I, I, I think questions that come to mind, and I write them down. And I'll go and I'll look through my library, and I'm like, "Well, what? what does this mean, or how am I supposed to understand that?" Or, and so that's my own style, mm-hmm. anyway. And so when I got all these questions, I um, I kind of whittled them down to uh, what I thought were the most relevant to us today, the ones that I thought were most interesting. So no, I didn't answer everybody's questions, but I tried to answer you know at least one question from everybody.
0: Great. Well, we have a lot more to chat with about this book called Matthew, Questions and Answers for the Curious Soul, written by Mike Napa and published by Rose Publishing. You're listening to Authors Corner, and I'm Roberta Foster. So what are the, um, you talk about 14 primary methods that prose use to better understand Scripture, and how did that help you to put together the Bible smart, which is a copyrighted phrase, I believe, um, Bible smart Matthew.
1: They, they kind of open the Bible and just assume that they're supposed to intuit knowledge just by uh, looking at these ancient words. Well, there's actually 14 different uh, techniques that Bible scholars and theologians and pastors and commentary writers that we use um, when we're—they when we're, call them exegetical methods— when we're getting meaning— from scripture, and anybody can use them. It's just a matter of knowing what they are. So there's 14 of them, and uh, what I did when I was looking through the Scripture was I would try to decide which method was appropriate for which text. So for mm-hmm. instance, if you're dealing with the parable of Jesus, then, then uh, symbolism is the important method to use because he's talking about things in symbols. Uh, if you're dealing with a, a, something that's rooted in uh, Hebrew history, then you have to deal with the historical and cultural. So I'm going to real quickly tell you what these are, I'm also going to tell you, I wrote an article about it once uh, called 14 Techniques to Help You Study the Bible Like the Prose. That's uh, on crosswalk.com. So you don't have to memorize these. You can look them up later. But the main ones that we use are archaeological insights, that is looking through the, the field of archaeology to reveal insights into references made in the biblical text. Um, the method. There's another method called Bible Difficulties, and this is taking a logical approach uh, to address so-called difficult texts. So for mm-hmm. instance, I use that Early in the book, when we're talking about Matthew's genealogy of Jesus and Luke's genealogy of Jesus are different. Why is that? So we talk through that as a Bible difficulty. Um, Third method would be cross-reference comparisons, and that's just when you use Scripture uh, to interpret Scripture. When you look at Scripture, Mm -hmm. uh, one specific Scripture in the context of the Bible as a whole. The method number four is cultural commentary, looking into insights, uh, into meaning within a text drawn from the culture and the place and the time. In which the text was written. Uh, there's factual info, so when you reference information, there's as the weights and measures, currencies, facts and figures, those kinds of things. Like, for instance, when Jesus talks about talents of money. We don't have talents of money nowadays. So you, you mm-hmm, take those right. facts and figures and translate them into what they mean today. Uh, do I have time to go through all 14 of these, or is well, that enough? You want me to stop here?
0: I think that's keep a keep good going? way of explaining to the people that you have used... All the techniques available to come up with solid answers for uh, what makes it, what they're curious about, and so as you think about your book, uh, were there one or two questions that? Well, just pick one. One question that you were like really amazed by when you did the research—not the question, but the yeah, answer.
1: there's a lot of there's a lot of questions that really struck me. Um, uh, I'm just going to pull one uh, out. Yeah. There's during the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus comes down pretty hard on the idea of divorce. And mm-hmm. one of the questions that I was asked me is, why is Jesus such so, so so hard on this? I mean, this is that was common in his culture and it's common today. Why was he so harsh about that? And you know, some of those things you just have to say. Here's what some people think. Here's what other people think. And here's what I think, and that's okay. But what struck me about that when I was, when I was researching, it was, mm-hmm. there was a, a theologian who said one thing we need to remember about Jesus when he talks about divorce, is that he is the bridegroom of the church. Mm. He is uh, literally uh, the husband, and the church is his wife. And in that context, then, to have a husband who is adamantly against divorce makes a big deal for us as Christians today who are his church who are the bride of Christ, because it means that Christ is determined not to abandon us. Christ is determined not to put us away for some small slight. Christ is determined not to say, well, I don't love you anymore. Uh, instead, I'm going to just divorce you. There is no divorce in God's in God's economy and his relationship, in the relationship with Christ yeah. with the church. That means something to me. That means that uh, the love that Christ bestows on me is eternal. He's never going to walk away from it. And I felt like that struck me as an important uh, thing that I hadn't discovered before.
0: That was beautiful. Um, Yeah, that really gives a much deeper insight into the reason why God hates divorce, because he doesn't want to be separated from us. And so, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, Mike. We're uh, quickly running out of time, um, but what I want to sh- uh, you to share with our listeners is how they can find out more. Uh, well, I have another question first. Are you okay. ra- Are you planning to write more of these uh, commentaries on other books of the Bible?
1: That is the tentative plan. Uh, I've begun researching uh, the Book of Acts to do uh, a new one. Wow. Um, but we won't know for sure until we find out whether or not people like uh, this Bible Smart Matthew. So if Bible Smart Matthew uh, does okay, then we'll go ahead and move forward with Bible Smart Acts.
0: Okay, and so tell our listeners how they can find Bible Smart Matthew, and uh, you have a special offer for them.
1: Yeah, so you can find Bible Smart Matthew any place books are sold. uh, Any bookstore, uh, or Christian bookstore, or um, Amazon, whatever you want to do, Uh, my publisher gave me a a discount code for 25% off Bible Smart Matthew that I'm allowed to give to friends and family and things like that, and I got their permission to give it to anybody who's listening to your show today. So if you want to get 25% off Bible Smart Matthew, you can use my own personal uh, discount code, and you will find it at uh, my website, biblesmart.com, that's uh, bible-smart.com. If you just go there, there's a note that'll tell you exactly what to do and what the code is and where you can redeem that.
0: So one more time, the book today is Matthew Questions and Answers for the Curious Soul under the heading of Bible Smart. And it's written by Mike Nappa. And we certainly do thank Rose Publishing for providing our copy of the book to talk about today. And Mike, with just a minute or so left, um, Share with us uh, a real shortened version of how you, as an Arab American, came to know Christ.
1: Yeah, I grew up very poor uh, in Oklahoma, and as a foreign kid, I was constantly uh, harassed and stuff. So I kind of became, oh, I'm going to say an angry young man. Uh, I was (laughs) in a group of guys who kind of protected each other and broke the law and stuff like that. Well, One day I got arrested, taken to jail when I was probably 14. A couple of friends of mine were there, and they were like... uh, they were bragging about how excited it was that we got arrested where everybody saw us. And I thought, man, these kids are going to be up in jail, in and out of jail the rest of their lives. And I'm going to be like them if I don't do something to change. So I decided to become a good person. And i, I that meant going to church with my mom uh, the next Sunday. And uh, I spent the next two years just trying to be a really good person. Mm. And then one night, God really, His Spirit just, just mm. invaded. Mm. And He just really spoke to me about how there's nothing I could do to earn His grace, nothing yeah. I could do to earn His love. It was all Him, and I had to either give all of me to, to get all of Him, or uh, I would just have to spend my life trying to be good. And I argued with Him about it, and I didn't I didn't <laughs> like it. And I finally said, uh, you know what, God, if I'm not good enough for you, I don't need you. And oh. I went to bed, and I felt good. I, I went right to sleep. I was proud. I was The next morning, I was going to wake up and change my life, and just without God. In the middle of the night, around 2 a.m., I woke up in the darkness, and I've never experienced darkness and isolation in that sense.
0: Mm. Uh, I, I
1: could It was almost as if it was a physical thing, and I had felt uh, like the Spirit of God took a step away from me to mm-hmm. let me know what it was like to live without Him. Mm. And I said, oh, oh, <laughs> I was 16 years old. I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it now. Yeah. So, you know, I crawled out of my bed and got on my knees, and I said, Lord, I understand. Uh, there's nothing I can do. To earn your love to earn your kindness it's all about you Uh, so please take me yeah and it was not a physical thing but it was uh, it was almost as if uh, this wind came rushing into my soul uh, and filled me up and that isolation and darkness was no longer there and just i've been a changed man ever since 40 40 some years ago
0: Beautiful story. Thank you so much for uh, ending our conversation on such a beautiful note and giving hope to other people that they too can find Christ as their Lord and Savior. So today I'm talking with Mike Napa about his book, Bible Smart Matthew, Questions and Answers for the Curious Soul, published by uh, Rose Publishing. So Mike, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your time with our listeners today.
1: Oh, Thanks so much for having me on, Roberta. And, you know, go Chiefs! (laughs)
0: And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. This is Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Now, if you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And so join us again next time on KNEO 91.7 FM.